Ladies and gentlemen, what's going on? We're live right now. What are we doing for the first time this year? The first time this year. Let's see it hit the platforms real quick. We are right now live over on YouTube. We're live over on Twitch. How y'all doing? We're for the first time this year talking about some mock drafts. And I'm not talking about like the NFL mock draft, although there's a lot to be said about that coming up this Thursday. And I'm sure there's a lot of content already out there doing all that type of stuff. But there's a lot to be said right now, making sure it's hitting all the platforms. There's a lot to be said about the NFL mock draft that I'm sure people will be dissecting a ton. But what I want to do right now is do a actual mock draft on underdog. So that's what I'm going to be doing today. Actual mock draft on underdog. Schmack you around. If you want to get in, there's still three spots left. So let's actually check it out. So there's still three spots left up here. So these three spots we're waiting on you three dogs out there right now in the streets. Those three spots are still something that we are waiting on. So come on in, get ready. We're going to do a mock draft for the NFL season. They have the rookies and sophomore stuff. I thought about doing that probably still will end up doing one of those although the draft's coming up so might have to do one over the next couple days but gonna do a mock draft for the entire just regular season with the rookies involved in it so i think there'll be a little bit of upside and some fun stuff going out over there so welcome in how y'all doing chilling out relaxing max and all cool the goal for this is going to be to get through this lux what's going on i see you in the chat i know there's a lot of people that only tune into my content the far majority of people tune into my content i mean we got like 35,000 subscribers far majority of that is coming from directly directly the nfl streets so we're back we're better than ever. We're, ra- we're waiting. We're ready to go. Three people. So get up in there. We're in the 12-person $3 draft. So we need three more people to hop up in there to fill this bad boy. So what you waiting for? We here. We ready. Let's do it. Yeah, so it's going to be interesting. We got, uh, we got what's his name? Cam Akers right up here. I thought about doing the rookies and sophomores. I mean, I, I don't think there's a better option out of anybody than, than Cam Akers, depending on ADP, of course. What's going on, Ben? I'm sure that this is going to be very appealing to a good amount of people. We only have two spots left. So if you're watching this right now on Twitch, whatever it might be, if you're watching this on more so Twitter and YouTube is where the most audience is going to be. Get up in here. Two spots left. Fill this thing so we can start a mock drafting for the first mock draft that I've done on camera. I've done one mock draft uh, for 2021. We could actually look at the results of that one. I did one draft for 2021. Um, So we did a couple of NBA ones. But for the NFL, this is the one that I did earlier this year. And it was, is this last year's one? Let's see. So I believe that this is last year's. I can't see where my results were from this past year's. I believe it should be somewhere up in here. How do I join, says Ben. Ben, there is a link right now, and I'll actually put the link in the chat so you can actually get up in here and join. Um, Here's my completed ones, by the way. So this is the completed one that we did. So this is who I ended up getting. Not a bad team. I mean, Kirk Cousins, and I think Baker's going to have a massive upside type of ceiling this year, season this type of year. But for Ben, Ben, you can take this link right now and you can join. It is a it is the $3. So that link right there will take you to it. The $3 12-person contest for the NFL. You go to that link, you sign up. You could use the code SOUTH. You want to be gracious and you can go in there. So this is a team that I got earlier. I just want to make sure that our actual draft is not starting. I don't believe it is yet. But ended up going running back heavy. Started So this is the only other one I've done this season. Probably going to take a similar strategy, but of course, going to just try and see what the draft is actually doing. So if you're watching this on the replay, I'm sure a lot of people will be, not just watching it live. How y'all doing? The first NFL content of the year from your boy. And why not do it during draft week? We're going to be coming with a lot more, a lot more after the season. So thank you for being here. Like, subscribe, do those things. You can check out if you ever want to draft with me on Underdog. You can check out the link down below. We're getting the draft to start in literally eight seconds. So I'll show you the results of this one uh some other time but right now let's get back into the draft and we shall get up in there the draft just started first pick is on the clock right now we'll use this format to kind of show you what's going on in there so yeah my, my goal was kind of what it was last year i'm in sal oh the goose is in the goose is loose Oof. all right so the goose from discord said he wanted to get in it he ended up getting in it yo yo thanks again what's going on seth how you doing boss man so we're getting some people in the chat yeah feel free to drop in whether you're on twitter twitch youtube we're getting right now the draft to start 
first pick on the board. So my, my goal for what we had last time out is to get running backs early. I took, I think, three or four running backs in a row. And it's very similar to last year where running backs start to fall off a cliff pretty quickly for us. And we'll see what ends up happening after the draft. But this is a bad draft class like for running backs. Like there's arguably three good running backs. You can just say really two tier ones, maybe three with Javante Williams tier one running backs out there. So I think it's even more important to go because last year we had a draft class of five rookie running backs, potentially six with Antonio Gibson that just looked quality. Like you can actually start to do some, maybe not zero RB approaches, but you can also do those this year. It's going to be different. So running backs are going off the board early right now. I am the fifth pick of this draft. I'm up next. It's gone McCaffrey, Dalvin Cook, and Derrick Henry. I mean, I'm sitting here. I'm looking at Saquon. If he drops to five, I'll love it. I don't think it's going to happen. Either Otherwise, at five, I'm completely fine taking Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones, to me, is a very strong option as a number five overall pick. Um, and you might not think that right now, but I think once the season gets a little bit closer, Aaron Jones is going to be stapled into the top eight, probably the top six. I'd rather have Aaron Jones over Derrick Henry right now. The only guys that I would take over Aaron Jones at this point and Kamara goes. So, I mean, Saquon is one of those guys. So if Saquon drops the five, the only guys I would take over Aaron Jones as of right now in, in April would be McCaffrey, Dalvin Cook, and Saquon Barkley. Uh, and Saquon's still on the clock at number five here. So some people concerned about the ACL. I will not be concerned about that. In today's signs and day and age, this is an injury that is very easy for guys to come back from. And I say that not trying to say it lightly. I do believe it's very easy. Swift is going to have a breakout year this year. I, I don't know if I'm on that right now. We'll see. I think Swift is fantastic. They has they still have a terrible coaching system and organization that is there. They are still going to be um, a worse quarterback just in terms of keeping drives alive, getting to the red zone more for touchdowns. And they signed Jamal Williams, which some people might want to say, ah, it's Jamal Williams. He's nothing. I don't know. Uh, I watched for four years. Fantasy people freak out about Jamal Williams getting too many touches in Green Bay. And now you don't think a worse organization in Detroit is going to do that uh, with a, a less proven running back than Aaron Jones was. So I'm not sure I, I agree too much. There goes Aaron Jones at number six. I'm not sure if uh, Thomas geese was looking at this i don't know if that is the goose geese thomas geese if that's goose out there he's listening to the the knowledge that we're spitting here with the aaron jones stuff no love for jonathan taylor Ooh, what's up dan s no love for jonathan taylor for me no shot not this high uh, jonathan taylor is currently going as the overall 6.8 and the adp on underdog is fantastic i'll be using it all off season i'm going to be starting to make nfl specific content for off season fantasy uh, in probably a couple weeks right after the NFL draft. And this is the first piece of that. Uh, so ADP on Jonathan Taylor is right around the seventh pick, 6.8. That's way too high for me, in my opinion. Way too high, in my opinion. You have uh, not knowing what's going to be happening with Carson Wentz, not having, they re-signed Marlon Mack. They still have Naeem Himes out there. We don't have any indication that he's going to actually catch more passes and there's no Philip Rivers now. So that makes it a little bit worse. So with all these questions taking for me as Jonathan Taylor, the only way I'd probably take him early is if I had that one, two swing around, right? The 11th and, and 14th pick or the 12th and 13th pick. But I'm not taking him inside the top five. There's no shot for me on Jonathan Taylor, unless more news comes out, unless Marlon Mack doesn't make the team, even though they just signed him. So I think it's going to be happening. So what we can talk about right now is what's happening on the board up here. So you get to see the first wide receiver come off the board. Number seven, Adams. That's fair. Travis Kelsey goes eighth overall. That is way too fucking high. So I like how this is going right now. Feel good about this. John Jonathan Taylor goes. Then Cam Akers, the man in the picture right here on the screen below me. Beautiful man. Look at that jawline. Nice tan we, we ended up putting on him with the brightness. Uh, he ends up going 10th overall. Ezekiel Elliott, 11th. The, the, the Zeke pick at 11 is fantastic. I'll be very interested in seeing who Ridge gets at his 2.2. Um, so Hill at 12. So what do we got in here? What do you think about Miles? I think he's the better Whitney Lion back, to be honest. No shot. No shot. Miles Sanders, and let's get this twisted. Miles Sanders is not better than Saquon Barkley. It's not even close. Broken tackle rate. Like Miles Sanders is a Travis Etienne type player. If you've been tracking the draft this year, Travis Etienne, uh, he is going to be a player who is a home run type player, right? He's not one dimensional fully Miles Sanders. He can catch passes. He's a little bit good there, but yeah, no. 
Yeah, no. Need them to change my damn name, says the goose. Uh-oh. <laughs> That's me, says nice, nice, nice. So Miles Sanders, I like where his ADP is currently going. Like, if you can get Miles Sanders as your late second-round pick or your third-round pick, kind of similar to Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, I'll take that. Um, but, I mean, you're not going to be telling me, you're not going to be telling me that he's better than Saquon Barkley. No shot. Saquon Barkley is arguably the, he, he is the best running back since Adrian Peterson in terms of coming out of a draft. Miles Sanders got taken to the second round for a reason. Uh, he's a quality player, but he's not a top five overall pick and neither should Saquon have been, but still the talent was there. So you can see some guys starting to go. This is a very good start for Ridge. So I don't know if Ridge 04 is watching this. Ridge 04 starts with Ezekiel Elliott and Nick Chubb, two guys that I'm higher on consensus than, especially Zeke. Like Zeke had a down year last year and he still had a quality year, right? He was balling out a top five running back when Dak Prescott, borderline top three, when Dak Prescott was healthy, then the whole team falls apart. Every single offensive lineman falls apart. So how can you blame Zeke for that? Like he is still a young player, what, 25 and a half, 26 years old. Ezekiel Elliott is just getting disrespected. Joe Mixon getting late in the second. Okay, so my goal is to take another running back here, but we're going to kind of have to see who's on the board at that point. Uh, I am up next. Who do you guys think? So on the clock right now, we have Antonio Gibson. If we go running back, Gibson, Swift, Clyde Bertera, Miles Sanders. So this is what I'm talking about. You get these guys. Swift just goes. So I'm kind of, for my second overall pick, I'm thinking between Miles Sanders and Clyde Bertera. I get this guy late in the second round. I think that's a quality option. I have 20 seconds to choose if anybody has any options there. Is this the app where you do stocks on the players or is this something different? This is something different. Uh, this is uh, Underdog. You can sign up if you want and draft with me next time out. Somebody says take Miles Sanders. Somebody says take James Robinson. I'm not on James Robinson. Between Miles Sanders and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire here, um, it's a little bit tough. I think I'm going to be taking Miles Sanders here. Um, and I'll tell you why. It's kind of a toss-up between Clyde Edwards-Hilaire and Miles Sanders. I hope... Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is there for my next pick, but I doubt it's going to happen. Uh, it's a decent amount of picks away. Antonio Gibson's also quality. I'll take Miles Sanders just from the standpoint of Clyde Edwards Lair, they never seem to want to give him a full workload last year. You got the nice receptions. Clyde, if you just want to say the offense in general is a reason to be taking him, that's fine. It's really a coin flip for me at this point, late in the second, early third. That'll be a tough spot all offseason between Sanders and Clyde Edwards Lair. Uh, Clyde Edwards Lair, I would say that there's there's a little bit less upside to, or, or there's more of a question on what his upside is, which is nice. Whereas Miles Sanders last year, you're in a terrible offense, an offensive line that continued to be decimated and was still hitting home runs left and right, was not being used adequately around the goal line. So if anything, he got unlucky there, if you will. A lot of Boston Scott around the goal line. So Miles Sanders also dealt with injuries, left two games early uh, for lower body ankle injuries. It's a coin flip, though. I can make the exact same argument for Clyde Edwards-Lair and just pretty easily say that he's playing with a first-round pick, that he's playing with uh, Patrick Mahomes, right? And he's going to catch more passes, and he looked really good. And he's a rookie that went for over 1,100 yards, and people said he had a down year. Uh, I remember the days when I was five years ago, three years ago, when rookies, running backs, if they had over 1,000 yards, you'd be praising them, not shooting them down. But that's because Clyde Edwards-Lair started to go as a first-round pick last year. So now we have two running backs. We have Miles Sanders and we have Saquon Barkley. And I'm going to be honest with you. I feel really good about the start to this draft. So you can see who's starting to go next right now. I'm a couple picks away. I, I'm looking at the full board right now. Uh, I'm not against going three running backs in a row, but we'll see which wide receivers are still on the clock at that point. Like Calvin Ridley is still on the clock. I would take Ridley if he stays for me. Somebody said, take Clyde edwards Lair, go Nittany line, go Nittany line and Nittany line. Yeah, so we got, we got both Nittany lines, shout out Penn State. Uh, and if you can see my full screen right now, we have the Nittany line light over there in the corner. Yes, Penn State alum here. So uh, I guess we're being a little, I'm not even trying to be biased, to be honest with you on that. Um, I mean, I can't believe Saquon dropped to the fifth overall pick. He's arguably should be a top two pick in every draft this year. Colts have too many running backs for me to be confident in Taylor. Yeah, confident in Taylor as a second round pick, third round pick. He was going as a third or a fourth last year. Sure. Um, confident to take him as a top five, top 10 overall guy this year for me right now? No. Calvin Ridley, great pick at the 3-2 by football. Let's see what football's team's currently looking like. Um, that's a great pick right there uh, from him. Lovelies. Let me know also if you guys like the display of this. I can change up the display if you want me to make the draft bigger and myself smaller. Uh, just let me know. I think this works pretty decently. Take James Robinson, somebody says. So is this a weekly redraft site during the season? May have to download it and check it out. Yeah, it's fantastic. I'm on the clock right now. James Robinson just went before me. I'll talk more about Underdog in a second. 
but I have 20 seconds. Michael Thomas is still on the clock. Are we pulling the trigger on Michael Thomas in the third as our third overall pick? I think we are. Our options at running back right now are not as good. It's J.K. Dobbins, Najee Harris, Chris Carson. Like Carson's a good a good pick here, but I think we take Michael Thomas, right? Like Michael Thomas falling to the third. I know the concerns of if it's um, Taysom Hill, but he looked good with Taysom Hill. So I think we just got to steal with Michael Thomas in the third round. Michael Thomas was, let's see how many wide receivers went off the board before him. I would say probably like seven. One, two, three four, five. Yeah. So seven, eight wide receivers go off the board. He's the ninth wide receiver off the board. Yeah. I, I think, I think we kind of just hit a home run here. Let me actually see if I can pull up the draft instead of this, uh, the draft board, instead of the way that we have it right now with the, the, the moving slider. I don't know why I can't remember how to pull up the, the draft clock. If anybody else knows how to pull up the, uh, just like the full draft board. So it's like on the screen in a draft format. That'd be great. I've tried, I've done it before. I just don't know how to get back to it right now. And I don't see anything on the screen, so we can just leave it as it is. Go Keenan Allen. Yeah, rebound season. Thomas sounds good. Keenan pick. Okay, so uh, good pick, I think, overall. Keenan Allen would have been a fine pick as well. But look, people are really down on Michael Thomas. Do, do people not realize that in the first game of the year, in the fourth quarter, he had a high ankle sprain? Do you know what that does to players? Uh, high ankle sprains are absolute season enders. Like a high ankle sprain for a running back, yeah, it's over. Like if, I, if a running back gets a high, high ankle sprain, in the regular season or the preseason, that's what happened to Kenyon Drake last year. He had some issues with a walking boot, high ankle sprain. They didn't come out. Now, then he had surgery in the offseason. He dealt with a high ankle sprain all freaking season long. Michael Thomas had that in the first season of the game, dealing with a noodly armed Drew Brees that retired shortly after the season and Taysom Hill, right? So Michael Thomas is still a very good wide receiver coming off of a historic year the year before that. Sure, with Drew Brees, but he was fine with Taysom Hill and the three, four games that Taysom Hill started was completely fine. He's only going to be better, in my opinion, with the Jameis Winston if he ends up being the guy out there. So Michael Thomas in the third round for a guy who was going in the mid first last year, dealing with a high ankle sprain, which is literally a season ender, right? Yeah. Give me, give me Michael Thomas. I'll, I'll take that. He only scored what one touchdown all of last year. Fine. Uh, it's clearly not going to be happening again. I'm going to have a hard time picking Saquon this year. He messed up my team last year. Yeah. I mean, uh, I'll take him then if he falls to five again for me, for sure. But Savage asked about this app. So I'll link it right now in the live stream. It's also linked down below in the description, whether you're not watching on the live stream or you don't want to just see that you don't have the chat up on your end. Um, it's called Underdog Fantasy. You can use that link. You can sign up for it. And you can just stream it or uh, draft with me. I'll be doing one to two drafts all off season long, starting right now, weekly. So we'll be doing one to two. We'll kind of get a schedule down starting in May. Um, but yeah, we'll be doing these drafts, private drafts. If you're in the Discord, I'll hit them up first. But it should be a lots of fun, in my opinion. Um, let's see where we're at right now on the draft board. Uh, it'll be a lot of fun. I'm three picks away. We have two running backs right now on the roster. We have two running backs and we have three. Let's see. We have two running backs. Let's see what this is. There we go. We're full on in the draft now. We have two running backs and we have... So now I think I can actually... I think I got the way to pick up the entire full chart here. There we go. Look at that. Do you guys like this view better? I obviously can't do much with this. This is just to kind of see where we're at. I'm two picks away and currently just to kind of see what the teams are doing right here. I currently have this list right here. I have Saquon, Miles Sanders, and uh, Michael Thomas. I think that's a really good start. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to pat myself on the back. We, we see that Jazz goes with three guys in a row, Kamara, Antonio Gibson, and James Robinson. I love the three running back early approach because now he doesn't need another one for a very long time. I like the Dalvin Cook, Clyde Slayer, Calvin Ridley by footballing. Really, really good. Um, my man Geese is on the clock right now. I'm up next. He takes Aaron Jones, Swift, and Keenan Allen. Fine. It's a very similar start to what I am. I just think Saquon's an upgrade to Jones and Thomas is an upgrade to Allen, but I think they're very similar. So I, I think we have very similar starts there. I'm now on the clock and I am looking with 20 seconds to go for a wide receiver or running back here. So the running backs available are Melvin Gordon, Javante Williams, Kareem Hunt, David Montgomery. Like David Montgomery might be the pick here, right? Because there's, you have to think about opportunity costs. I have 10 seconds. Uh, DJ Moore is also there. So that's somebody that I like. It's between probably DJ Moore for me and Montgomery. I'm going to go Montgomery here. He had the big end of the season last year. Everybody can talk about the weak defenses that he played. 
but I'll go with Montgomery there, and, I, and, I, and I'll back my pick a little bit here. The reason why is opportunity cost. After this, we don't know where the rookies are going to go. Travis Etienne may very well be a third or a fourth round pick. Same thing for Najee Harris once the season comes closer. So maybe you could have gotten one of them instead. But I'm going to be going right here with these first four guys because Montgomery locks me in for my third running back, and now I really don't have to take a running back. I can take another one in a round or two, but really I don't have to take one. This is an 18-round draft. I don't have to take one for many of rounds. So it's an opportunity cost thing. Whereas after this, there's going to be loads of wide receivers. So I feel good. Saquon, Miles Sanders, Michael Thomas, and David Montgomery. You can say what you want. Yeah, I don't think David Montgomery is going to do what he did last season, but there's no reason why he's not going to have all the opportunity in the world to do that, right? There's no reason in the world that he can't continue to improve. He showed his ability in pass catching the final six weeks of the season last year. Um, and I don't even need that big of it. It's not like he's my number one or number two running back. He's my number three. So I like that. Is that the first QB off the board? Somebody asks. Josh Allen. Good question. Patrick Mahomes was the first QB right here at the 312. We can zoom in. Um, my man Goose, Barris Goose took him. Um, so he took him at the 312, which is fine. That's about where he's going to be going. I don't think Lamar came off the board. And then Josh Allen, the second QB off the board. So now we're at the end of the fourth round right here. DJ Moore goes. I actually, Adam. So Adam Thielen goes before DJ Moore. I'm not sure I agree with that all that much. Um, I think that even with Sam Darnold, DJ Moore is going to be fine. Kenny Galladay could be a solid pick for you. Yeah, I think that Galladay... He's going to be interesting if he starts to fall. Like he was a third round pick last year. Obviously, the team change. If anything, the team change downgrade at quarterback, although people are high on um, high on Mr. Daniel Jones. Look, I'll be honest with you. you. You can't just copy and paste like Daniel Jones to do what Josh Allen did. Like I, I get the similar builds, the similar uh, problems with uh, turnovers and completion percentage that you're going to be saying uh, for both of these guys. And this is where the current board looks, the top players overall left um, and Melvin Gordon based on ADP. But let's be honest here. You, you can't just be sitting there and saying like, oh, um, <laughs> this is very similar to what happened with Stefan Diggs and Josh Allen last year. Josh Allen took seven days, had a historic season. And Josh Allen, in terms of targets and overall yardage, in the amount of games he played and Josh Allen took a historic leap in completion percentage, the biggest gap ever. So to think that you can just say and take that over to a correlation of Daniel Jones and Kenny Galladay is not true. I think that the contract that they gave Kenny Galladay was not great. Like you're giving an older receiver. He's already 27, right? Already 27 is pretty old because he came out late. I don't think it was that great to give him four years. Although there's an out, I believe after two or three, I want to say three. Um, but getting that with Daniel Jones, yeah, it's going to be an upgrade to Daniel Jones, so it'll make him look a little bit better. Um, so, yeah, I think that Kenny Galladay could be a nice pick. I want to see where he's going on average right now. So Kenny Galladay's ADP is 55 about right now. So he's still on the board right now. That's a, that's a solid fifth-round pick. Uh, Kenny Galladay is a very solid fifth-round pick right now because, look, he, he's still 27. Like, 27 is Devontae Adams' age. 27 is old if you're talking about Dynasty. If you're talking about redraft, 27 is completely fine. Um, I am on the clock right now, and maybe that's the pick that we go to. Kenny Galladay just wanted to pick before me, so we cannot go there. So, damn it. I was actually eyeballing Kenny Galladay. We have three running backs. Uh, I don't think it's time to take a quarterback yet. Kyler Murray's on the clock, so is Dak Prescott. We could take one here. Um... So wide receivers on the board, Tyler Lockett, Deontay Johnson, Brandon Ayuk might be the option here with our fifth overall pick. Do we go to Brandon Ayuk? I think I'm going to go Brandon Ayuk here. Um, I don't love that pick. I mainly just took the pick on Brandon Ayuk because he was, <laughs> the time was running out, if I'm being completely honest with you. Uh, Brandon Ayuk thrived a lot last year because Debo was hurt. George Kittle was hurt. So that's my concern. Uh, taking Brandon Ayuk, if I had a little bit more time, probably wouldn't have. I had, the guys I had lined up to take were Robert Woods and Kenny Galladay, and they both went back to back. You can see right in front of me here. So I wanted both Robert Woods and Kenny Galladay. They go, they go right here. Robert Woods goes before me. And then I'm like, all right, Kenny Galladay is a solid pick in the fifth round. My man Bean takes him right before me. Not great. So I go to Brandon Ayuk. I had enough running back, so I didn't have to take one of the rookies. Jamar Chase is a very interesting option here, although the fifth is very early until we see landing spot. Is he going to go number four to Atlanta? There's some murmurs there. Does he go with Joe Burrow at number five overall? Uh, that's fine as well. I'd rather him go to Atlanta, though, if Julio Jones is going to be traded with some rumors right now. 
So um, now we have two wide receivers and we have three running backs. So now this next pick is really anything I want it to be. Is Dak Prescott and Kyler Murray still on the board? Maybe we go there. This is best ball. So I'm keeping that in mind as well. If you can lock down a quick quarterback early, but I'm, I'm, I'm kind of a firm believer in just snagging two quarterbacks in like rounds 12, like 11, 12, 12, 13, somewhere in there. Let's look at the recent guys that are coming off the board right now. You can see that Lockett's coming off the board. Jamar, uh, Lamar Jackson, I almost said Jamar Jackson, thinking of Jamar like Jefferson. So there goes Lamar, there goes Dak Prescott. So a little bit of a quarterback run here, but it's mainly still wide receivers and running backs, which is what you're going to see for those first five or six rounds. Kenny Galladay could be a solid pick when healthy. I agree. Damn, I'm late, says Paul. No problem, man. We're going to be doing these twice a week, so you can just sign up. The link in the description to get up in there. Ron Mexico All-Stars. That's a shout to Vic, right? I don't know what that means, to be honest with you. Uh, I'm not there. Mike Davis is a sleeper, in my opinion. The problem with Mike Davis is we don't know what's going to happen with Atlanta in the draft. Atlanta is very much so expected to take a running back. Is it going to be um, with their first overall pick or their first round pick? I don't think so. Do they take a third round running back? There's not that many great third round options. Is it a Trey, Trey Sermon? If he can get in the third, is it a Javante Williams if he's there? So if they if, if Mike Davis can make it through the draft without them taking a running back, yeah, they just cut Edo Smith. He stinks. They have like Quadrick Olsen out there. He, he stinks. So yeah, I do think that there's a lot of upside. We look at the most recent picks right now. I'm still a decent amount of picks away. Um, right now you see a more wide receivers. Kyler Murray goes off the board. So Kyler Murray was like the final good quarterback left, right? Like I, I think Russell Wenny, Russell Russell Westbrook, we're still in the NBA season, right? Uh, I think Russ Wilson already went, but I could be wrong. So there's still Herbert and Russell Wilson, but I think there's already a teardrop, right? Like after Kyler Murray, the, the massive upside, Herbert and Wilson have it, but I think that's somewhat of a teardrop. So wide receivers going off the board at a massive rate here. Um, I'm going to be coming up on my sixth round pick. I have three running backs, two receivers. Let's look at what the total board looks like right now. Is Herbert still up? Yeah, Herbert's still up right now. Um, his ADP right now for Herbert has been 66 overall, which is basically where I'm picking. I could take a quarterback right now, but I'm just a really big fan of taking the quarterbacks late. Uh, Herbert had a massive year last year, only going to get better with their uh, additions of Corey Lindsley at center. I'm sure they're going to be adding somebody in the draft. They're mocked a lot to be taking linemen. So what do we want to do here? I'm on the clock with 30 seconds. I'm not going tight end yet. We have Odell on the board. I, I'm not against taking Odell in a contract year. Maybe his last year out there. We have Shark, who's going to get an upgraded quarterback, but they're getting a lot of other weapons, or they already have some other weapons out there in Jacksonville. So if you guys can hear this in time, do we like Will Fuller? Do we like Odell with our sixth overall pick to be our wide receiver three? Odell sounds kind of nice. Coming off the injury, sure. Another year older, sure. But you had Baker Mayfield come into his zone last year. I think Odell only helps that. With three seconds left, I'm going to make the executive decision. We take Odell Beckham Jr. This is going very similar to my last draft. Um, somebody says take Odell 100% there. All right. Well, I'm happy we got the stamp of public, public approval in the chat. So this is where this is where our team currently sits, right? Um, let's pull up our team right here. So on the right side of the screen, we got three running backs. We went back to back. So we got Saquon Barkley, Miles Sanders, David Montgomery. I like this a lot. I'll be honest with you. At wide receiver, I still like what we're doing here. Michael Thomas, Brandon Ayuk in his second year after a first year massive season, although a lot of injuries on that team. But if anything, might have an upgraded quarterback, has somewhat of a connection with Jimmy Garoppolo, might see an upgraded quarterback. It seems like they're taking a quarterback. Just who knows how soon Lance or Mac Jones or Justin Fields will start at three for them. And then Odell. Somebody says, I like Sam Darnold for late picks. Not terrible. Sir, please put the pipe down says sweet peaches. I don't know what that means, my man. I don't know what that means. Um, but Odell at the number six overall pick. I like that. I think that that's fine. Um, while Kenny Galladay going mid to late fifth is a fantastic pick at this point. Like Kenny Galladay is eventually going to get hyped up to being a fourth round pick. Uh, if he stays where he's currently going. So let's see who these recent picks are. Somebody says you're smoking says sweet peaches. I, I, I mean, can you, can you classify that? Can you classify that? Um, with anything or are you just 
one of them Russian bots that's in the chat that we're going to have to ban for life. Uh, Justin Herbert, Russell Wilson, both go. Does that make sense? So now, now we have three running backs, three receivers. I mean, at this point, I can. there's no real things. Like, if you're not getting one of the elite tight ends, there's no. There's literally no reason to take a TJ Hawkinson, a Dallas Goddard, or a Noah Fant when I can go in, in five additional rounds and get a Robert Tonyan, uh, an Irv Smith, an Evan Ingram, a John U. Smith, a Hunter Henry, like these guys, right? There's not enough of a gap. So, I mean, I'm still locked in right now to just continue to take, in my opinion, running backs and wide receivers, running backs and wide receivers. The quarterback tier has, has gone off the board. Like your next best available quarterbacks are Jalen Hurts, Aaron Rodgers, Matt Stafford. Jalen Hurts in the seventh isn't a bad idea. ADP of 75 overall, which is right around where I'm picking at the 7-5. Sweet Peaches says, go wide receiver. I got three running backs. I got three wide receivers. Um, Jalen Hurts is a tempting option here because in the seventh round, he can have some massive upside for you. Uh, but again, late running back or late tight ends, late quarterbacks is kind of the, the task that I'm on right now. We'll see if DJ Shark can survive four more picks or Will Fuller. Uh, Juju is also here. This is a fantastic range. I'm going to be honest with you. Miles, Miles Gaskin is also here. Like having Miles Gaskin as your fourth running back, Miami could take a running back in the draft. Sure. Um, but that's also interesting. A lot of great options. I'm not going to go Debo since I have Ayuk, although I don't think it's a, uh, the worst case scenario since it is best ball. Um, you're just trying to see which one goes off there. Jerry Judy in a second year for a guy who was getting massive air yards used improperly last year, dealt with injuries, hopefully can get a quarterback upgrade, but it doesn't seem like Denver's trying to do that. You should draft Aaron Rodgers and Nick Boyle says Ryan. Ryan, we're, we're actually in position to draft Aaron Rodgers for all the people on the channel that uh, kind of know the inside joke there. Uh, but potentially it could be something that we do. I'm a couple picks away. Somebody says, go to Hertz if he's there at seven for you. Um, so Will Fuller and DJ Shark just went, wow, somebody took TJ Hawkinson. My man, Ron Mexico, all-stars took him at the 612. Not great. We are two picks away. If Hertz is still on the board, I don't take quarterbacks in the seventh, but just to kind of experiment and see what happens here. If we can get one quarterback early and then wait really late for one, let's see what happens. Um, because right now a lot of wide receivers are going. So if we can kind of buck that trend uh, and kind of, I don't like to ever follow. If people are taking like five wide receivers in a row, you know, you're getting the worst wide receiver in that tier for that spot. Try something else. Try running back. Try something else. Gaskin just went. That's the running back I was looking at. All the rookie running backs that are worth a damn, the top three and Javante, they're all gone. So we still have, I hope Jazzlebean, I don't know if he's watching this. He's already taken. Okay. So Robbie Anderson goes, let's do it. Let's let's go with uh, Jalen Hurts, right? What do you guys think? Hurts isn't a for sure starter yet. Risky move. He is a for sure starter. Nick Servino or whatever his name is, you don't have to worry about Nick Servino saying that there's going to be a competition with Joe Flacco. The reason that they let Wentz go was one, the contract, and somebody actually fucking took that. They were like, seriously? Okay. But also because they have Jalen Hurts. I mean, Joe Flacco is not the starting quarterback for this team. So we'll take Jalen Hurts there. In the seventh round, I'm completely okay with that. Best ball, massive upside ceilings, can win you weeks on his own. We saw it last year. Two touchdowns passing, two touchdowns on the ground upside. Eagles fans bias, though, somebody says. Go Hurts. Um, yeah, I don't usually go quarterbacks this early. Uh, that is the last quarterback that I would have done with because now you have the traditional pocket passers left the quarterback. We can see Aaron Rodgers, Stafford, Tom Brady, Joe Burrow coming off of an injury with all the tears that he had, not just ACL, a bunch of different things. Only few players have ever come back from. So this, I mean, he's young. There's better technology now. But that is kind of a worry point for me. And you're sticking with a lot of uncertainties with Trevor Lawrence, with Justin Fields, where are these other guys like Justin Fields going to get drafted. So getting a Jalen Hurts now allows us to kind of wait a very long time. Um, and I'm not going to draft tight end for a while. So now it's just now it's just whichever best running back and wide receiver are left for a very long time. For a very long time. We can kind of look at what my team is looking like right now. This is my team in the fifth column right here, starting with Saquon Barkley up top. That is my team. And we can scroll through what we're doing here. Uh, wide receiver is not the greatest, but having Odell, Ayuk, and Michael Thomas, I'm, I'm fine with it, especially getting Jalen Hurts. I think it offers some upside. I'd ride out and draft Darnold late. Yeah, I'm only going to draft I'm only gonna draft two tight ends and two quarterbacks. Um, so I'm going to probably lock in on like five or six running backs and eight or nine wide receivers. So I like how this is going right now. How does the double box look if I do this? Let's see if the double box looks half decent uh, for when we're doing some of this, or is it too blown up? 
Yeah, it might be too blown up. Although it's not it's not bad for checking out what the, the board is, right? It's not a terrible option, the double box. He for sure is a starter. I agree. Joe Flacco is elite, says Ryan. <laughs> That's funny. Um, but yeah, if you're tuning in right now, this is Underdog Fantasy. This is their site. We are now partnered up with them, but I wouldn't have partnered up with them if it wasn't for how good of a product they have. They're specifically built for best ball uh, and redraft league. So this is fantastic. I'd encourage you to try it out. There's a link in the description below if you want to be so kind and generous. Next time you try it out, you can draft with me. We'll be doing one or two drafts per week. You can use the code SAL when you sign up. It indeed does help me out, um, but it's a ton of fun. It's a fantastic product that they have right now. I'm excited for the NFL season. We're only in April, of course. The draft is around the corner, so another big checkpoint with the draft coming up. Nice pick by Tony Pollard in the eighth round there. I mean, for a best ball format, that is somebody who can be one of the best running backs in the league if he gets just a proper injury uh, to his running back ahead of him. So if we just put on running backs and receivers, uh, let's start to see where we're currently sitting. These are the best available based on ADP wide receivers and running backs left on the board. I mean, I'm looking at this and I'm saying Jerry Judy looks real nice. Like Jerry Judy looks tasty. I already have Odell, but Jarvis Landry, if you get him in the eighth or ninth round, that's fine, right? That's fine for me. But Judy's the guy that I'm looking at right now, a guy who battled injury. I mean, I'm really hoping it's not Drew Locke, but it seems like it's going to be. Do you have any love for Mostert? I never usually do. I mean, Mostert's what, 31 years old now? Is that how old he is? That's an old running back. I know that he's had a lot of wear and tear on his tires from injuries and not so much like taking hits in games and carries, but that is, I mean, that's a lot. I'll be honest with you. I, I believe Mostart, let, let's actually, let's actually pull it up. If I recall correctly, I believe Mostart is now, or when the season starts will be 31. Like that's old for a running back, right? Um, he is going to be 30 when the season starts. So he's 29 last year. So I don't know. He's, he's getting to the point where a little bit old, doesn't have a lot of wear in his tires, has been very efficient when he gets the ball in his hands. Last year, he ranked eighth in yards per touch, um, which is an efficiency metric. And the year before that, he ranked fourth. So when he gets the ball in his hands, he's very efficient, but usually in some sort of split backfield, it seems like they want to get Jeffrey Wilson involved a decent amount. Um, so these are our best availables. I'm on the clock right now. Jerry Judy just went. James Conner went. So Jerry Judy's gone. James Conner's gone. I have 20 seconds to pick a wide receiver or running back. Leonard Fournette's there. Not going to be many other running back options as we go. Jalen Waddle, the rookie's there. Brandon Cooks is there. I think we go to like a Leonard Fournette here, a Lenny Fournette who got the re-signed contract. I know he's in a split backfield, but there's not many other running backs that we can feel good about. So just to get a depth piece here, I'm going to go with Leonard Fournette. And this is the issue that you have. So we go with Leonard Fournette. Don't love the pick, but in the eighth round, we're just trying to secure that fourth running back and then a fifth. And this is the issue that you have if you don't pick if you like, if you didn't pick, I picked three running backs in my first four picks. If you only pick two there, you're really laboring now. Like you're really hoping that you can hit the nail on one of these terrible rookies or a second year breakout, or you're going for somebody who's going to be like a backup running back and has some upside. Uh, now that we have four running backs, I think the next pick will be receiver. I like the squad except for Ayuk. I think Ayuk's fine. I mean, Ayuk had one of the best rookie years we've ever seen for a wide receiver last year. It goes under the radar because of what Justin Jefferson did. And he was used exactly how Kyle Shanahan uses Debo Samuel, right? Short screen passes, yards after the catch monster. That's what he came out of college as. And he did exactly that. He did exactly that. Somebody says, go with Waddle. Yeah, I'm honestly not big on Waddle. I think he's fine. But like taking these rookies right now is an interesting spot to be taking them early. Like Waddle's a little bit early. Obviously massive upside if he lands in the right spot there. But if like you get, if you get Waddle to like Detroit, like that's fucking terrible. I don't think he'll go that early. I think he's more so around like the, the Philadelphia, the Giants pick around like 12, 13. But I mean, that's terrible. So now we're in the part of the draft where it's just not great. It's just a lot of not so good spots here. Like I'm looking at, look at this. Uh, I mean, I might just go to Waddle. Like I like Rashad Bateman, 121, but it depends on where he goes. Can he get first round capital? I'm not really big on Corey Davis, to be completely honest with you. Unproven stuff with his obviously going to be playing with a rookie quarterback. That doesn't feel too great. I'm only worried about Ayuk because their whole offense is going to be healthy. Exactly. I agree. Yes, I agree. You had George Kittle last year. 
things along those lines. This video is probably going to reach a lot of new people potentially, but I don't know how many people are actually searching mock drafts this time of the year. But if you're brand new here, you like what you've seen, you like this face, you like this polo, whatever the fuck you're thinking out there, like, subscribe, do those things. We'll be putting out a lot of more NFL content consistently now that the NFL draft this year, moving forward all the way up until August, until your drafts. So we'll be helping you out over here. We'll have a draft guide as well pretty shortly where you can pre-order it down below right now if you want to. Damian Harris goes... Not a lot of running backs left at this point. Like Trey Sermon, I do like Trey Sermon, but not the type of guy that I'm trying to take my ninth overall pick on, especially if he goes in like the fourth or fifth round, if that's how bad this running back class really is. We're about two or three picks away. If Jalen Waddle is still there, I'll, I'll snack, snack, yikes, snatch Jalen Waddle. Michael Pittman's on the board. The problem with Michael Pittman though, as you can see him on the board right now, the problem with a Michael Pittman can very much be the fact that he is just, you don't know what you're going to get from him. He has a new quarterback. They have Paris Campbell coming back, who was playing very well out of the slot last year. So you just really don't know what you're going to get from him. T.Y. Hilton resigns. Um, so that is the concern there. Uh, Jalen Waddle's still on the board. Hopefully he can stay. I'll take Jalen Waddle in the middle of the ninth round for sure. Uh, that's going to be a an early first round pick wide receiver that you can get in the ninth round. I, I think he's going to go higher than that once two or three months come. So we're going to be beating the competition there. Um, if, he, if he goes though, I might take the risk in the flyer and just go all the way down to like Rashad Bateman. We're one pick away is Vasil Bean. Let's see. If this says Jalen Waddle, our hearts are going to be broken. Let's see if we can get Jalen Waddle, somebody who might have top 10 overall pick quality and uh, capital behind them at the very worst top 20, top 15. Yes, he took Ryan Tannehill. So we're going to get Jalen Waddle. So the first rookie that we're taking right now is going to be Jalen Waddle, somebody who's... Uh, a lot of big boards are having him as the second overall wide receiver in this class. Most of them have him in the top five. Um, a lot of spots have him in the top five. Uh, you're basically seeing Jamar Chase and then some combination of Devonta Smith, Jalen Waddell, Rashad Bateman, Terrace Marshall. That's like a lot of people's top five right now. So Jalen Waddell, first rookie off the board. Round of applause. We like that. First rookie off the board. Maybe a little bit late. There was I had the opportunity to take like a Javante Williams or a Najee Harris over David Montgomery. Didn't want it. Um... So yeah, I feel good about that. We have four receivers. We have, so now the team is sitting right here. Whoops, we should probably get back into the draft. So now the team, the squad is Jalen Hurts, quarterback, feels good. We'll get another one later on. Running backs are decent, right? I mean, you're getting four guys who can catch passes. David Montgomery showed that last year. Leonard Fournette showed that all postseason. was fantastic. Broke the record for receptions for a running back and fantasy points for a running back in the postseason. Just nuts. Obviously getting to the Super Bowl helps that. Wide receivers are coming along now. Jalen Waddle is an upside player. If you just talk about the speed, the deep durability, even out of the slot, an upside player if he gets to the right landing spot. Um, that I really like the idea of that in a best ball. No tight ends yet. Tight ends is something that I start to take around rounds 10 to 12, which is right now where we are. So maybe we can start looking at the tight end landscape. I also want Rashad Bateman though. Rashad Bateman somebody that I personally have ranked as the number two wide receiver in this class. I have Waddle right now ranked as the number four. Terrace Marshall, three. Jamar Chase, one. Devonta Smith, five. That's how my rankings are for wide receivers. We'll be making a video on that uh, very shortly after the draft so we can actually have some landing spots. But Bateman is somebody that I'm interested in. He might be able to be there with a 121 overall ADP. Um, tight end though. What do we got? Gusecki's still on the board. Evan Ingram is still on the board. So yeah, I, I think we have enough to not have to go there. Throw a dart on Parker, somebody says. Yeah, I'm concerned with Parker. Obviously, Will Fuller's there. They're getting other pieces as well there. Kiseki, another year forward for a tight end who continues to improve. I'm not sure I really want to go to Parker yet. He, he just got picked anyway, so that makes it a little bit easier for us. We're still, a, we're still a solid amount of picks away. We're still a solid amount of picks away. I'll see what the tight end landscape is around that time and see how close Bateman is from being picked. So what's up, brother? Had to take a break from studying to pop in. How you doing? I'm doing well, Max. Appreciate you being here, my man. Yeah, appreciate you being here. Running backs are looking fire. You like my running backs, my man? Hey, appreciate you. I like taking running backs early. Most of my drafts this year, I'll probably be going back to back running back. A lot of them will probably be going three running backs in the first four or five picks. Decent amount of them probably going four running backs in the first six or seven picks. I think that makes a lot of sense. 
the running back landscape with even more and more split backfields is so difficult to find these elite running backs. And um, yeah, it's like when you can get a David Montgomery who has all the ability to touch the ball 20 times a game, 18 times a game in his backfield, when you can get that in the fourth round right now, he's going to be a third round pick eventually. He might even get shot up to being a late second round, early third round pick. There goes Rashad Bateman. Dang. A-A-N-T takes Rashad Bateman at the 10-3, about five picks before me. So now we might have to start looking into Let's go double box. We might have to start looking into what some of these uh, tight ends look like, but I really want Rashad Bateman. Jalen Rager's still on the screen. Do you think Jalen Rager's worth a 10th round pick? They might draft a wide receiver, which might actually be fine for Jalen Rager. Seems like he couldn't be the number one guy there. Now it's Jalen Hurts, second year player, Jalen Rager. What do we think? I'm a pick away. Trevor Lawrence and Joe Burrow go. That's fine. Naeem Hines goes. That's fine. I'm either going wide receiver or tight end here. Um, so we're one pick away here. The, t- the tight ends that are left is like Mike Gusecki. He- he's probably the option. Irv Smith goes. I think we land Mike Gusecki here. A guy who's in the slot a lot, a guy who has a lot of upside. It's between Mike Gusecki and Evan Ingram. I think the answer is Mike Gusecki here. He saw a good amount of success with Tua, the game where he got hurt and his season ended. He had the two-touchdown game. He had over 100 yards, was balling out. This is a guy who's very good in the slot, very good yards after reception type of monster. Great contested catch tight end coming out of Penn State. So we'll get our first tight end in the 10th round. This is an 18-round draft. So our first tight end in the 10th round, I'll take two tight ends and two quarterbacks. Um, Still a lot of good tight ends on the board, both Patriots guys, uh, former Patriot Gronk. Evan Ingram is probably the best option left, in my opinion. Hayden Hurst is still out there, so a couple of other nice options. Jared Cook on a new team. Take a secchi, then you get that Nittany Lion hat trick. Yeah, we got the Nittany Lion hat trick right now. Uh, We got Saquon, Miles Sanders from the Nittany Lions, Penn State. Um, and now we have Mr. Mike Gusecki. Uh, wide receivers, if we can still see a Jalen Rager on the screen. And let's actually see, is Terrence Marshall off the board yet? Because that's somebody that I'll have interest in. Terrence Marshall, rookie out of LSU, is not off the board. So I'm going to put a star by Terrence Marshall. Uh, let's start putting stars. So you can do this as well, which is really nice. You, you, you can queue up guys just so you don't have to search for them anymore. So I'm going to leave Terrence Marshall over here. I pick in a couple of picks now. Um, so we'll put J- T- Terrence Marshall, we'll put Jalen Rager. Um, and then I want I want to star a couple of these tight ends. Later on, not right now, but Hayden Hurst and Evan Ingram. The interesting move is the Cowboys are talking about, oh, they want Kyle Pitts, but Kyle Pitts is going to go in like the top eight picks, probably the top, potentially the top five picks to Atlanta, to Cincinnati, to Miami, somewhere in those top six um, in the NFL draft. Blake Jarwin coming off of like what, week one, week two, getting hurt. Blake Jarwin is right now somebody who's recovering from his injury. If they don't draft the Kyle Pitts, and I don't think they're going to be able to, interesting option as well for somebody in a stacked offense. So we'll queue up some tight ends right now. Um, we'll let those sit and linger. And I, I really do like the idea of Terrence Marshall. Terrence Marshall is my number three. And if you don't know who he is, he's out of LSU. Um, he's had some fantastic seasons alongside in a shortened season this past year. Alongside Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, he was still able to produce, especially last year in college with Jamar, Justin Jefferson there the year before when Jefferson was there for his final year. Obviously, Joe Burrow, that whole offense inflates it a little bit, but he played well. Uh, Terrence Marshall is somebody who's lengthy. There's not a lot of tall outside receivers in this class that have a proven track record at a school where you face tough competition. Terrence Marshall is one of those guys. He's my third overall wide receiver in this draft right now behind Jamar Chase and Rashad Bateman. Uh, Terrence Marshall potentially can get the first round draft capital. At the very worst, we'll fall into the second round. You might be saying, oh, a second round guy, you're going to take him in your 11th round? DK Metcalf, second round wide receiver two seasons ago, right? Devontae Adams, second round wide receiver when he came out. Second round, like, I don't have to tell you, the second round is still fucking fantastic draft capital, especially for a position like wide receiver in a decently, uh, I, would, I would say the best position in this class outside of quarterback for an offense is wide receiver. Running back's nowhere near it. Tight end is being... Actually, tight end is really good. Pat Frymuth, um, Brevin Jordan is probably uh, more of a, a project, but you have Pat Frymuth and, and Kyle Pitts all the way up top. And the Boston College fellow, that's name is escaping my mind right now. So a lot of running backs going, a lot of bad running backs going. Antonio Brown goes, Corey Davis. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm going to take 
Terrence Marshall or Jalen Rager. I might just throw darts at a couple of rookies. What do you think? Where did Kyle draft uh, Kyle Pitts get drafted, or is he not gone yet? Good question. He's definitely already gone. Kyle Pitts. Let's see. I would say he's definitely already gone, but maybe I'm mistaken here. So I don't think Pitts is gone. No. So Pitts didn't go yet. Interesting. I was going to tell you. Oh no, Kyle Pitts went. He went at the five twelve. I was going to say, how did he not go yet? Uh, Kyle Pitts went with the last pick in the fifth round. That's too early for me. There's no fucking shot. I know that people are already saying, oh, he's the fourth best tight end already in this draft. All right, you, you can have that. Like you can honestly just keep that for yourself. I'm good not having that to be honest. I'm on the clock right now. We have Terrence Marshall and Jalen Rager. What do you guys think? Terrence Marshall or Jalen Rager? Anybody out there have an opinion? We have 10 seconds. I think Terrence Marshall, the upside of him, right? Jalen Rager or Jalen Hurts could have a massive upside season, uh, but I like the upside of Terrence Marshall potentially going to like the Green Bay Packers. I mean, I say fingers crossed as a Packers fan. Terrence Marshall at the end of the first round this year to the Green Bay Packers, the beginning of the second round could be nice. So we just went back-to-back rookie wide receivers in a best ball. Guys like like when Terrence Marshall, if he gets the first round capital and he goes to a place like the Packers, he's going to start getting drafted in like the seventh or eighth round of drafts, right? We just got him at the middle of the 11th round. That feels really good. Jalen Rager goes to Thomas Geese at the 11th six. So now I'm looking for my second tight end, maybe even a second quarterback can start to come into the play here. You have guys like Justin Fields who might not start right away. Uh, Tua, who I'm actually high on Tua. I'm not going to lie. Baker, I really like. So there's a lot of quarterbacks here. You can take a risk on whatever the hell is happening with Deshaun Watson. Haven't heard news on that in a couple of weeks, a couple of days maybe. So feel good with where we're at right now. Um, if we want to look at where my team is sitting, now we have loaded up on wide receiver. We have five wide receivers. You can see them right here. And I'll pull up the little box. Uh, we have five wide receivers right here. We have four running backs, a tight end, and a quarterback. So we need one more quarterback, one more tight end, and then fill out the rest of the positions. So I like where we're at right now. Uh, a couple of LSU receivers in here with Terrence Marshall with Odell Beckham Jr. You like to see that? Hunter Henry with the Pats. Oh, wait, they still have Cam. Never mind, somebody says. Uh-oh. Damn, shots fired at my man Cam. Shot fired, shots fired at my old man Cam. Waller or Kittle, PPR this year? Uh, give me Kittle. Give me Kittle. That might be... Eh. I'll still take Kittle there, yeah. Half the NBA is questionable right now. Yeah, I'll update anything for the NBA before the live stream later today. I'm just like over the NBA at this point, I'll be honest with you. Michael Carter goes, a rookie running back, will probably be a satellite back. Not really there myself. Denzel Mims goes, second year, that's fine. Chuba Hubbard. Ridge is taking some nice picks. I think Ridge is doing some nice things with his team. Taking some upside options, getting a lot of nice running back options here. Evan Ingram goes, was one of the tight ends that we were looking at. So we can go double tight end here and we can go with a Hayden Hurst. And we're about to be on the clock. Um, we're about three picks away. Darnell Mooney still on the board. Darnell Mooney with AJ. I mean, I don't know if I feel really good with uh, not AJ, uh, AJ, former wide receiver of Andy Dalton. So what's left at the running back position? Because we only have four. We'll probably end up with five. Nothing. Nothing's at the running back. Like no, literally fucking nothing. Like Mike Boone in Denver as a backup. Like what are we doing here? I mean, Devin Singletary is in a split backfield. Do I really want to be going there? Giovanni Bernard. Um, not much here as a free agent. Actually, he, he recently signed. Um, yeah, I think that we might go Darnell Mooney if he's still on the clock. You see, you see Christian Kirk. You have Nelson Aguilar. Nelson Aguilar is currently a number one wide receiver in the in the end of the 12th round. That might be the move. Go another wide receiver. He's on the board right now. Nelson Aguilar at the end of the 12th round as a currently number one wide receiver, I think is clearly, I mean, clearly the move. Russell Gage is a number three. Yeah, I think it's Nelson Aguilar. You can say what you want about Nelson Aguilar. Career season last year. Now going to a situation where he's actually going. To, he was kind of the number one last year, but there was some competition with rookies. Uh, Brian Edwards, obviously Darren Waller was the true number one. Now he might be the number number one overall. Uh, was an up and down guy last year, but if you just like track the end of the season, what he was doing, right? He was putting up 21 fantasy points, 10, 8, 21, 9, 27. Somewhat consistent with spike weeks to him. So 
Yeah. Nelson Aguilar for me is somebody that looks really good right there. Let's look at some of the stuff. He was fifth in average target distance last year. He was seventh in yards per target at 10.9. Top 20 in yards per route run, which is an efficiency metric that is probably the best way to uh, measure wide receivers. So we're loading up on wide receivers right now because I can get a number one wide receiver, which is crazy, right? This is why you take running backs early. You can get at the 12-8, the end of the 12th round, a number one wide receiver in Nelson Aguilar on his team, right? We're not saying wide receiver one, top 12 on his team. Or you can get like, what's left at running back right now. Or you can get Alexander Madison, Daryl Henderson, guys, Rashad Penny, guys that are in like split backfields with two or three running backs. Yeah, give me the guy who's number one. And the reason why I can take him now is because I don't have to force those other running backs who stink. And if you want to talk about like best ball being, you know, deep shots, upside, things like that, uh, Nelson Aguilar only gets a little bit better there. And if anything, he's only going to get a QB upgrade from Cam Newton, potentially, if it is a Justin Fields or a Mac Jones, depending on how really this draft does fall out. I know Mac Jones to three is what people are saying, but you never know. Irv Smith, question mark. Irv Smith has already been picked. I split second in the $12 single entry MMA tournament. Took almost $300,000 or $300, says uh, Eric Atkinson. Nice. Yeah, the MMA was fantastic this past weekend. UFC best event in a very long time. So now we're at six wide receivers filled, four running backs, a QB, and a tight end. Um, I think I'm going to go with another tight end next time out. So we'll see if Hayden Hurst can make it to us. And if we're, if we're rocking with the tight ends of um, Hayden Hurst and Mike Gusecki, I feel really good about that. I mean, those are arguably two top 10 tight ends that we got, and we got them relatively late. I appreciate it right now that we're having people just chilling out, relaxing, maxing on cool. About 100 people total across all platforms at 143 on a Monday afternoon just tuning into this. So it's pretty exciting to do these live. Um, I never uh, I never was really fully... I never really knew if I should go live for these, but it seems like it's turning out pretty well. Again, you might be watching on the replay. This is our first mock draft of the year. It will be very interesting to see. Very. I'm talking like I got, uh, don't don't got all my teeth in right now. But it'll be very interesting to see later on in the year how much this changes, right? Like, I do think that drafting early, you have an edge. You don't know where the draft locations are yet, so that's one thing, but we'll know that come this weekend for the NFL draft. But if we want to look at guys like right here, Saquon Barkley, I got Saquon Barkley at the fifth overall pick. I think that's an outlier, but sure. If we're drafting this early and people are scared of him and they're still remembering how good Derrick Henry was last season again and all this type of stuff, like if Christian McCaffrey gets hurt for the season, right, and, and comes back and then gets hurt for the season again and Saquon Barkley tears his ACL, but people don't care for McCaffrey for that happening, but they care about Saquon. Like, I just don't understand what's happening here, right? So give me Saquon at the 1-5. Uh, Miles Sanders drops to the 2-8. I think that's good. This is the guy who was getting taken in the first round often last year. We took him over Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Um, Michael Thomas in the third. After dealing with the high ankle sprain, I think Michael Thomas will be um, a mid-second round wide receiver as the season goes on. This is the same thing that happened last year with a, and we're picking next, so we'll kind of come back to this. Last season, last year, when DeAndre Hopkins went to a new team, uh, oh, he's going to be a second round pick now. What do he end up doing? Being one of the best, one, once again, wide receivers in football. So Rondell Moore's on the clock. Let's go with Hayden Hurst here. Um, you can wait on some other tight ends, but I'll take Hayden Hurst, a guy who was very efficient downfield, uh, was one of the highest tight ends in terms of 20-plus yard passes downfield with Matt Ryan. It does indeed seem like Matt Ryan is still going to be the quarterback of this team, even if they were to take a Justin Fields at number four um, or, or a Trey Lance. So now we're set on our tight ends. Um, we have nice tight ends here. I mean, Mike Gusecki and Hayden Hurst, give me those tight ends all day. They're used very nicely in the slot, right? Um, you saw Hayden Hurst last year be used 32% of the time in the slot, took the seventh most snaps on his team, played in an offense that threw the third most times per game. Hayden Hurst last year wasn't the most efficient tight end, but if you're just talking from pure yardage uh, totals, was 14th in overall receiving yards, scored six touchdowns at a 10.7% rate. Not bad. So that's where you get your tight ends. Now it's just coming down to finding like one more running back and probably loading up. We have six wide receivers, probably getting ourselves two to three more wide receivers, one more, one to two more running backs and another uh, wide receiver or another quarterback. Um, so we can look at what the quarterback market is doing right now. But I like where we're at right now. This is the, where the quarterback market is on the screen. 
Um, it's, it's a decent quarterback market. I'm not going to lie. You still have Tua, who I like personally. I think that if you're, you really can't take last year into account when he was coming off of an injury, looked fantastic against the Chiefs in a game where there was a lot of negative talk around him, looked fine. I had such a good team last year, but they didn't perform. Dang. We here. Hit that like button. It says 2D roll. Hey, what's going on? What's going on? Yeah, hit the like button for sure. We're going to be doing these two to three times a week or one to two times a week. So be sure to get up in there. Subscribe. Do all those things. We might have to snag another quarterback. I'm looking at Baker Mayfield as clearly the best quarterback on the board. We might snag Baker if he's there with our next pick. Um, we are currently about four or five picks away. Baker Mayfield will be my pick in the 14th round at the 14.8. That is a really good, nice spot. Hope Taysom Hill doesn't start a quarterback. Thomas will bust if so. I don't think that's true. I don't think that's true at all. Uh, Michael Thomas played well with Taysom Hill last year. So I, I don't think you can say Michael Thomas will bust. He's going, first of all, he's going in the third round. So getting Michael Thomas in the third, if you said he's a first round pick, sure. I think he's going to bust. Second round pick, eh, it's, it's give or take. But he was very good with Taysom Hill last year. So I don't know what people are uh, trying to say that he wasn't. Um, and I'm on the clock right now. Baker Mayfield went one pick before me. Thomas Geese just steals Baker Mayfield. That's actually heart-wrenching. I hate that. Uh, do we take Cam Newton? Do we think they're going to get another quarterback? So now I have to think on my feet because I don't have that much time. Somebody just took Baker Mayfield. I don't want to take Deshaun Watson in the best ball with what's going on right now. Uh, that stinks. Uh, that, that really left me hanging right now. Um, I mean, I'm looking at Tua, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Cam Newton. I mean, I think the answer is Cam Newton, sadly. They got a better offense for him, um, up, so slight upgrades at offensive line. I mean, the drop down from Baker to Cam Newton is just brutal. So Baker goes one pick before, really leaves me kind of hanging there. Now we're going to finish it out with wide receivers and tight ends. Um, but I mean, last year, Taysom Hill and Michael Thomas were fantastic together. I mean, Michael Thomas goes for nine catches, 104 yards on 12 targets, right? He goes for nine catches, 105 yards on 11 targets with Taysom Hill. There's a game in between there where he catches four of six targets for 50 yards, but he gets hurt. He only plays 72% of the snaps. So in three or four weeks last year with Taysom Hill, Michael Thomas was fine. Uh, he, was, he was completely fine. 200-yard games. Not bad. All righty. So we're kind of finishing up this draft right now. We've been live for about 49 minutes. It's actually going quicker than I thought. I thought it might take like an hour or so. Um, and it seems like it'll be right around there. Uh, so I'll, I'll just kind of let you know what we're doing with the rest of this draft. So we won't have to stay live the entire time. Um, but we'll update you on where my positions are currently lying. I'm about five picks away. We filled quarterbacks with Jalen Hurts and Cam Newton. I don't really love that. If we were, would have been able to get, and I'll pull this up better. If we would have been able to get Baker there, Jalen Hurts and Baker feels a lot better. Running backs, I feel good about, but we need a fifth one, although they all stink. But Saquon, Miles Sanders, David Montgomery, Fournette, like the upside of all those guys. All of them can clearly be um, decent workhorses with pass catching upside. Fournette, the only guy who's going to be clearly in a split, I would say. Um, we are right now four picks away. Wide receivers, here's the update there. It looks good. I like all the upside here. Very, uh, I would say, high ceiling players from a Jalen Waddle, from a Nelson Aguilar. The uncertainty of a Terrence Marshall could be a first-round pick. You like to see that. Odell has upside coming off of an injury in his contract year, his final potential year, or an out in his contract with the Browns, with Baker only getting better. And we filled tight ends. I actually really like tight end. Hayden Hurst and Mike Gusecki is, is two strong tight ends, in my opinion. Um, we took Mike Gusecki slightly after his ADP, so a nice value. We took Hayden Hurst about five picks before his ADP, which is fine. So now we're going to finish it out with running backs and wide receivers and just kind of whoever's best available. Like I see John Brown looks decent. I think John Brown's being kind of shit on. I think MVS looks good, but the problem is, do they take a wide receiver? You have Emmanuel Sanders being the number three right now in Buffalo or the number two filling that John Brown role with Cole Beasley still in the slot. That's an appealing role as well down here. So there's a lot of good wide receivers left. You have Alan Lazard, the number two for the Packers last year. But who do the Packers take this year? They need a cornerback. They need offensive lineman help. Right, they lost Corin Lindsley at center. They have not signed Rick Wagner. Um, they let some guys go, so they need offensive lineman help. Bakhtiari's coming off of a torn ACL late in the postseason last year. So, yeah, 
interesting moves here. Do you take an MVS knowing that he's a really good high upside play for you? We have 30 seconds. Do you take an MVS knowing he's a good high upside play for you? But if they take a Terrence Marshall at the end of the first round or a wide receiver early in the second round on the outside, that can really hurt MVS. I'm going to go with MVS here because there's a couple of reasons why. So we'll take MVS. We'll get our seventh wide receiver. He fits the mold of, okay, MVS is going to have a three catch, 80 yard touchdown game. That's what I want in basketball, right? That's all I want. I don't need consistency, but his route running improved last year. Drops were definitely a, a thing, but they weren't as bad as people thought. You just saw the Packers on TV a lot. So you thought MVS was dropping the ball literally like 10 times in the season. One was not anywhere close to that. So people are going to be thinking that MVS doesn't have great hands. He doesn't. He fumbled the ball in overtime against the Colts. They lose because of that. He had a drop in that game, but he also had a 60 yard reception in that game, right? Last season, uh, MVS had, let's see how many drops MVS had. So MVS had eight drops last season. So I guess it is a little bit more than thought, but still, that's actually fucking terrible. That was third in the NFL. Terrible. But he's a player who has drops. But the upside for him is, even if they draft, like if they draft a Terrence Marshall, that hurts MVS. But if they draft one of these slot receivers, like a Rondell Moore, like an Elijah Moore, right? These types of guys in the draft, it doesn't hurt MVS. It helps Lazard, who's in the slot a lot. Um, crap, you already took Hurst. Yes, I did. Take Hunter Henry now with Cam. I already got two tight ends. I don't want to. Yeah, yeah, I already took Hurst. Take Cohen, have the Bears one and two question mark. I think you limit your upside there if you're going to be handcuffing in best ball uh, because you can't add and drop players. So like you're, you're literally, you're, you're, you're hurting yourself because only one of them is going to go off in a week. So you're giving yourself less, less options in best ball by handcuffing running backs. It's not something that I want to do. So MVS, I think is safe as long as they don't take Terrence Marshall at the end of the first round. I, I really think he's safe or like a bigger body to Marion Terry in the third round, fourth round, something like that, which I don't think he'll go that high. And MVS has done a lot with his offseason workouts. He's actually practicing in the offseason with his quarterback, Aaron Rodgers, which you might think, oh, that always happens. No, it actually doesn't always happen. Um, Rodgers is somebody who's known for not playing football for like four months once the season ends and doesn't get his arm loose until, I don't know, July, August. So yeah, um, interesting. And, and Rodgers loves MVS. MVS last year was, I believe, the best wide receiver in yards per reception. I believe he led the NFL with 20.9 yards per reception, more than A.J. Brown, six in yards per target. So he's clearly the fit for the best ball mold, if you will. So we can finish out this draft with another one to two wide receivers, and we can finish out this draft with another one running back, probably. There's just no running backs. Like Mike Boone is interesting. I like Mike Boone because of the preseason, but what the fuck's this guy going to do in Denver, right? Like what do we ex really expect him to do with Melvin Gordon on their contract? Um, probably not much is the answer. We can try and go for a running back here. And in these late picks, why not in the 16th round? Go for a Kylan Hill who has a lot of upside flashing to his name. Things like that. But there's nobody else left down here. Boston Scott, you can try and do That's a handcuff of Miles Sanders. I don't know if I like that. Anthony McFarlane um, could be an interesting candidate, but they're a big candidate the Steelers to even take a quarterback, a running back in the first round of Najee Harris, something along those lines. And then he's just dead. Nothing at running back at all is left here. So I think if he can stay on the board, I think I might just take Kylan Hill. I think I might just take Kylan Hill um, and just hope that he is a guy who can just get drafted in the fourth round. Because once a guy gets drafted in the fifth, sixth, or seventh at running back, it's just like you're, you're dead. Like there's really no reason that you're even an option anymore. So Kylan Hill is probably the best running back left on the board. Um, might be able to get him in the 17th round, but in the 16th round, I'm fine taking a flyer on him. Of course, when a week comes later, we'll know where these guys get drafted. So if he gets drafted in the seventh, yeah, you're not taking him. You'll take whatever the rookie is that gets drafted in the fifth. Maybe it's, I don't really like um, Stevenson, Ramonde Stevenson, but maybe that's the guy. Uh, wide receivers left. John Brown's still there. Emmanuel Sanders is still there. Man, John Brown, we're taking Emmanuel Sanders. Like, Kylan Hill can wait. Like, Kylan Hill's potentially a six-round pick. We're taking Emmanuel Sanders. Emmanuel Sanders getting older, sure. People think he's this slot wide receiver. He was elite on the outside with the Steelers when he was younger and with the Denver Broncos, right? He was great on the outside when Demarius Thomas, Demarius Thomas was there. 
Now you're getting Emmanuel Sanders filling the John Brown role where John Brown, when he was healthy last year, had very good success, was seeing eight to 12 targets a game when he was healthy last year under uh, that Bills offense. Now you're seeing him go to the outside, Emmanuel Sanders, right? Not have to be uh, locked into the slot like he was his last couple of years in Denver, like he was when he was with the Saints last year. I like this. I like Emmanuel Sanders on the outside. In the 16th round, you're going to get the number uh, 2A, 2B with Cole Beasley, wide receiver. And keep in mind, Cole Beasley is aging like aging in a major way. So is Manuel Sanders. Manuel Sanders off of Achilles tear two years ago. Manuel Sanders somehow still in this league uh, running routes at the age of 34 years old. But in the 16th round, in this big of an offense, the money that they gave him, I say that, yes, Gabriel Davis is obviously there as well as like a number three. So it's like a 3A, 3B with Gabe Davis and Sanders. But give me him in the 17th round. I'll take that for a team that led the league in four wide receiver sets last year. Lots of upsides. We have two picks left. We'll go wide receiver and we will go running back. Deshaun Watt, Deshaun Jackson continues to always be like a late round guy here. Um, KJ Hamler, the second year player who dealt with injury for Denver last year. Just tough when they have that terrible quarterback and Drew Locke there. Scotty Miller is a potential guy if they don't, um, if he can get time over AB, if AB's even going to be there. So I think what I'm going to do is just go with rookies. If Kylan Hill can make his way to me, if not Eliza Mitchell, a running back who ran one of the best 40 times in this pre-draft uh, time. Are you going to do prize picks for NFL this season like you do for NBA? Yes. 2D roll. Yes. Sad to see Gurley still there this late. Yeah. Gurley is, I believe, what, a free agent? So, I mean, it's brutal. It's brutal for the Todd Gurley uh, season. So we got two picks left. We'll try and go Kylan Hill here, and then we'll try and just probably end it up with like Amon Ron St. Brown or one of these rookie wide receivers and just pile on to some of these rookie wide receivers with upside because there's not that many wide receivers left. Like Jacoby Myers is still out there, uh, right? We, we already kind of got um, pieces of that offense with Nelson Aguilar, so I'm kind of good there. Uh, Traquan Smith, if you still want to chase his late breakout, do you think he's the Corey Davis late breakout, the Devontae Parker late breakout? Maybe. I doubt it. Tim Patrick, too many weapons with Cortland Sutton coming back for me to take a, a, a bite there. Uh, yeah, so I, I think... Down this late, like you have your Seth Williams, you have your Anthony Schwartz, these rookie wide receivers that maybe they can go in the third or fourth round and have some upside to them, maybe even the second round because of Anthony Schwartz's speed. Amon Ron St. Brown is here. So we'll start to cue some of these rookie wide receivers. Anthony Schwartz, Seth Williams, right? Nico Collins is somebody that was a great high school prospect, but he got killed at Michigan where everybody gets killed. We're up next. Kylan Hill will be the pick um, if he can last to us. Otherwise, we'll probably go to like an Amon Ron St. Brown or Anthony Schwartz. And off the board, Jazz Bean goes with Jalen Guyton, second year or third year wide receiver outs of the Chargers. We'll take Kylan Hill. We have one pick left. I appreciate you all tuning in. Thank you for being here. The final pick will basically be a rookie wide receiver, whoever's left between Amon Ron St. Brown, Anthony Schwartz. If there's any dynasty people out there or anybody who follows the NFL draft closely and you have an opinion on Anthony Schwartz versus Amon Ron St. Brown, Amon Brown, Amon Ron Brain Sound looks extremely slow. Based on his 40, Anthony Schwartz has no ability to run routes, but he's extremely fast, a former track star. So yes, uh, Seth Williams, if you want to go there, Nico Collins, all these types of guys, interesting options. I believe Tyron Wallace is already gone, but I can look up if Wallace is gone yet. So Tylen Wallace is still on the board as well. I think Tylen Wallace might be my option. Tylen Wallace is going to be a rookie. He had fantastic years and then he tore his ACL and it kind of ruined him. And then he had a shortened season because of COVID. So we haven't really seen two years of production. It's been since he was great. But I think that's where I'm going to go. So yeah, NFL Draft is in a couple days. We'll be releasing content hopefully this week, if not the next week, on some of the top rookies. Once we have landing spots, it'll be a lot easier. Top rookie running backs and wide receivers mainly. Quarterbacks will kind of sort themselves out depending on what happens at the number three overall pick with San Francisco. But yeah, lots of stuff. It's exciting. The NFL Draft is here. And then shortly after that, we're going to be into August where the preseason is. So we just have these two idle months of May and June until we start to get some hype coming. But a lot of content coming on my end. So if you're watching this live, you made it all the way through, 
Appreciate you on the replay. Like, subscribe, do those things. A lot, a lot more 2021 fantasy football, NFL content, mock drafts, ranking videos, top plays, all these type of things, breakouts, best picks, all that type of stuff for your draft. Get you facilitated and ready to go. We'll have a 2021 draft kick shortly that you can pre-order down below by signing up to prize picks and a whole lot more. If you want to draft with me the next time out, if you want to draft with me on Underdog, you can anytime. There's a link in the description below, and there's also a link right now in the chat. Uh, so if you ever want to sign up for Underdog, you could use the code SAL, S-A-L, if you want to be gracious. That'll help me. It'll also help you be able to draft with me. We'll be drafting one to two times per week. We'll be having a draft video probably every single, I'll probably be putting out a video every single Wednesday, uh, live streams, and we'll do it like this. And then maybe we'll do another one uh, over the weekends, like on a Saturday or Sunday. So just be, keep an eye on that, being notified in the Discord, uh, being a follower here and a subscriber, you'll be get, able to get some uh, early access to draft with me. But either way, it's a ton of fun. Let's see who's going to be there on the board. I'm going to go with Tylen Wallace if he's still on the board. Again, this might be a wide receiver who goes in the fifth or sixth round, and it's not that great anymore. But if we can get third or fourth round capital on some of these wide receivers, and get them in the 18th round of a mock draft. Looks pretty good. There's no other running backs that are out there. I only have I only have right now five running backs, Kylan Hill, but I'm just going to go with that. I think there's more upside. Do you want to take a third quarterback? I don't think you have to, but there are starters out there like a Jared Goff, um, like an Andy Dalton, but a lot of these guys have question marks if they're actually going to be the starter. No real tight ends less, unless you want to go with the rookie Pat Fryermuth out of Penn State. I can just keep adding on the Nittany Lions, but probably not a good idea to snag a rookie tight end not named. Uh, it doesn't usually work out unless your name's like Kyle Pitts or Jimmy Graham. So there we go. Cool. I think that we're good to go. Other wide receivers available, Deshaun Jackson, Jacoby Myers, KJ Hamler in his second year at Denver, although there's going to be uh, Cortland Sutton coming back, so that hurts his upside. Scotty Miller, second year uh, player there as well. Uh, so yeah, or third year player, I believe. Um, so Tylen Wallace, probably going to be my option here. Anthony Schwartz is the speed guy. Is this legal in all states? I'm not actually positive on that. I will be sure to check that next time we go live. I'm on around St. Brown goes. I'll take Tylen Wallace here. Uh, him, Nico Collins, Seth Williams, a lot of these guys look pretty similar. So we have three wide receivers, rookie wide receivers, one rookie running back, and 18 rounds of an early mock draft. So we can review my team quickly right now. We can pull up the double box for that. So Sal Vetri's team, let's check it out. Not a bad team if I had to say so myself. So Sal Vetri right here, that is me. Saquon Barkley, Miles Sanders, three, Michael Thomas. Zoom out a little bit so you can see a little bit more. Four, David Montgomery, five, Brandon Ayuk, six, Odell Beckham Jr., seven, Jalen Hurts, eight, Leonard Fournette, that's our fourth running back. Then you go get some rookies, right? Jalen Waddle, rookie out of Alabama. Going to be probably a top 15 overall pick, if not top 10 in the NFL draft. That feels really good at the middle of the ninth round. First tight end, end of the 10th round of Mike Gusecki. We get another rookie in Terrence Marshall, who's probably a sure thing for the second round, if not the first round in the middle of the 11th round. Looks really good, especially if you can go to a place like Green Bay with Aaron Rodgers. Looks great. The end of the 12th round, we get the number one wide receiver currently on the Patriots. At least that's how I'm mocking him on the outside. Lots of upside there. Hayden Hurst in the 13th, solid tight end and a solid offense. Then we get we get sniped by my man Thomas Geese. He goes with Baker one pick before. He was the guy that I wanted, Baker Mayfield. He snipes us, so we get Cam Newton, MVS, Emmanuel Sanders, Kylan Hill to close it all out. And that is where we currently sit. The last couple of guys were Emmanuel Sanders, Kylan Hill, and we close it out with Tylen Wallace. So thank you for tuning in. I appreciate you. Thank you so much. If you want to be drafting with me in future drafts, just let me know. See you all in the next one. Like, subscribe before you go. The 2021 NFL Fantasy season was officially kicked off with this stream. This is my first legit piece of content for the 2021 NFL Fantasy Football season, and it is a ton of fun to be doing it. You all rock. We'll see you in the next one. Peace out, gang. Like, subscribe before you go. Join in on Underdog down below. Link in the description. Use that code SAL when you sign up. Thank you to the people. 100 people watching the entire time. Pretty fucking cool. See you in the next one, gang. I'll be live later today for some more NBA discussions in about three hours or so. But until then, take care. Brush your hair. 
Fuck you doing? Win some dollar whiskeys out there in the streets. Stay safe. Enjoy the summer weather in the south. It's happening right now. Peace out, gang.